Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Spent a good part of yesterday staring out the front window, willing the wind to blow the weeds and leaves the other way. <laughs> I had spent a good part of the weekend vacuuming up on probably about five or six lawn bags um, full of full of leaves. And it all looked pretty good and taken care of because the big maple beside my house, which is the main problem, a beautiful tree but a pain in the ass in the uh, fall, um, had dropped most of its uh, leaves. So I thought, okay, we're good to go. And uh, then yesterday, the wind was whipping around pretty good, so I stood there and watched every other neighbor's house and all of their leaves pile into my place. (laughs) (laughs) I I seem to be the catch-all for everything, from garbage. And and while I was uh, vacuuming up uh, the leaves over the weekend down the boulevard, I came across a wide assortment of coffee cups, soup containers, plastic forks, plastic bags... I believe what might have been a used tampon. Lovely. Yeah. This is what I find on my boulevard. <laughs> Good neighborhood I live in. <laughs> it's just off the bridle path, isn't it? That yeah. sounds, uh, sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, just just a step off the bridle path. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bit of a lunge. That, that's how the real estate agent explains yeah. it to me. <laughs> so within view of the bridle path. <laughs> Man, oh man, people do use the uh, boulevard, and I don't know uh, anybody else who lives on a, has a boulevard, uh, so a sidewalk, and then the um, and then the, the bit in front. I uh, I've never had this before. Never lived uh, with a on, in a house that had a sidewalk, and I'll never do it again. Hmm. There are people that look you know, specifically; they don't want it, right? Yeah. Well, it becomes your responsibility. Yeah. Right. And it just seems like that's. Uh, that's the the uh, the no man's land. People go down the that sidewalk. They see your property to the left or right, but that boulevard just becomes the Grand Canyon of garbage. Well, I think a lot of it is just blowing on there from you know people who put their recycling out in the middle of a windstorm on on the night before Garbage Day, right? Yeah, perhaps. I mean, most. I don't think they're just throwing it down on there, perhaps. But you know, it oh, does... I think they are in my neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, there's people living on my boulevard. <laughs> but, I mean, it does pose, especially, you know, come wintertime, when the ice and stuff is out in the snow, you've got to go clear that, right? Yeah, up and down both sides. Yeah. And, and when... Because, um, right, again, you're a corner lot. Yeah, so, so the one side. Sometimes it can be a prized possession to have that corner lot. In other, other situations, like yours, it can be a bit of a pain. The privacy is is very nice, for sure. The, you know, when we look out our windows, we're not staring into uh, the uh, the brick of a house right next door to us. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. When you go into a lot of new homes, is beautiful new homes, and uh, and I've been in uh, and walked through uh, many uh, during um, you know when you open houses or uh, when there's um, a new subdivision being built and family members who have them. And they're lovely inside, you know, all the uh, amenities and everything. But the dining room window literally sits four feet from a brick wall. Or another window. We used to, you know, we were yeah. looking in, in the, the new year when it first came about. We were kind of keeping our eyes open as the market was hot. And, uh, and, and we went to a, through a couple of neighborhoods that were basically cookie cutter, but everything was reversed, right? In one house, the house beside it would be reversed. So the dining room windows were like three feet apart. Mm-hmm. Like it was really close. Yeah. To the point where if you had a dining table on, in each side, 
um, where many don't now. They don't have a formal dining table. But if you did, it would feel like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you'd oh, be yeah. sitting there with your family eating a meal, and you know, look to your right, and right there would be another family. You can hand the potatoes over. <laughs> what are you guys having? <laughs> Hang on a second. Their meal looks better than ours. Can we have some of that salad? That looks great. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. So it, it is nice having having that. But, yeah, the sidewalk really is a pain in the arse. And... Uh, when the little, there was a little old lady who lived next door to me on her own. Her husband had passed away a couple of years after we moved in. And so I used to... In a dark cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, this isn't going to go well for you two. Um, <laughs> so David and I, my youngest, we would shovel her driveway for her and her sidewalk. And so literally I would be doing what would be, I would say, one, two, three, four, about four houses worth of sidewalk. Mm. Like when you do up the, uh, the side as well. With a shovel. Don't own a snowplow. Yikes. Or a snowblower. Anyhow, that's my uh, that's my cross to bear, not yours. It just, uh, I wanted to uh, to share my boulevard issues and uh, see if anybody else has got the same problem. And uh, advise anybody who's looking to buy a house, buy one without a sidewalk <laughs> or a boulevard. <laughs> the privacy seems nice, but the garbage, it's, it's like I live at the dump. <laughs> Well, you're in a dump, so you might as well. I was just listening to uh, Weird Al Yankovic. He joined Jimmy Fallon, and the Roots played a medley of his songs using only classroom instruments. They've done this before with other A little bit, yeah. It's a good bit. Weird Al, I'll say this, never got him. Never found him funny. Never found him interesting. Oh, really? Never found the the songs, songs, the parodies? Never found him funny at all. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's just me. Um, OzFest announced the lineup for their virtual Metaverse Music Festival. There will be performances by Ozzy, Motorhead, Megadeth, Black Label Society, and Skid Row. Now, Lemmy, of course, uh, passed away. Lemmy from uh, Motorhead in mm-hmm. December of 2015. So it's unclear uh, if there will be AI technology used for Motorhead's performance or pre-existing concert footage. Ozzy says, I'm thrilled to bring OzFest to the metaverse. This allows me and other bands on the bill to reach our fans in a new, innovative way. Kicks off on Thursday, runs through Monday, and it's free. You don't have to have VR headsets to watch it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is going to do a reality show about his family, much, I guess, like the Osbournes when they did it. Right. Or, I guess, like the Kardashians. Well, I mean, I think he sees the dollar signs at the end of it. He's got yeah. a couple of stunning daughters. Yeah, and he uh, he claims he's doing it for one reason only, and that is to reconnect with his family. He says, I made some tragic mistakes in my life, and one of them was putting my work ahead of my family. So in his weird reverse way, he's still going to be working, making money, but I guess around his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure the house that they'll be filming this in shows all the tragic mistakes that he's made. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, he was talking to the Hollywood Reporter about that new show. He also talks about being shut out of the Rocky franchise and not being a part of Creed Three. That's interesting. And how in the '80s he turned down 34 million dollars to make Rambo Four. Hmm. And how he uh, he's had to find humor in all the many Razzie nominations he's had over right, the years. Yeah. Listen, the, the man, <laughs> you know, love him as an actor, hate him as an actor, or think he's you know kind of one noted in his mm. performances. Guy made a great deal, and and with what he did with that Rocky script, really talk yeah. about going from nothing to something. Yeah, and had nothing. When he wrote that, he literally was living like Rocky in a crappy apartment yeah. with no food, so no dog. money. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I applaud him for sure. Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg 
uh, is making a um, autobiographical movie called The Fablemans. And it is said that uh, on set he's crying a lot. Seth Rogen plays a family friend in the movie, and he says, yeah, he, he would cry a lot openly. We'd show up on set, and he would just see a certain piece of wardrobe or a certain piece of set decoration or anyone coming together to recreate a certain thing, and he'd break down in tears. Mm. So very emotional about his life, and I guess making a real, very true autobiographical film. Alice Cooper, way back in 1978, he uh, did a now-legendary episode of The Muppet Show, and uh, he says... Well, because of the substances I was on and the lifestyle I was leading, after a while I just started talking to the puppets and they were talking back. I'd be in my dressing room and Kermit's head would pop in and say, hey, you want to go to lunch? And I'd agree and then off we'd go. <laughs> and damn it, Lucky, we lost again. People Magazine announced Chris Evans as the sexiest man alive. Oh, all right. Thought we had a chance. Uh, John Oliver for some time has been joking about being in the running. Uh, but, of course, he did not win. Chris Evans was uh, presented that award. Uh, I guess it's become a regular routine with Stephen Colbert on The Late Show to announce the winner and present them with their uh, Sexiest Man Alive from People Magazine. He was not on the show, Chris Evans, though he's off filming uh, a Netflix movie called Red One. But he said, my mom will be so happy. She's proud of everything I do, but this is something she'll really brag about. So there you go. Maybe next year, Lucky. Let's <laughs> there's a chance. A fella decided to challenge himself to eat 40 chickens in 40 days. Okay. 40 of them. 40 chickens in 40 days. Yep. And he just completed the task Sunday afternoon in front of a huge crowd. On October 8th, he announced his plan by tweeting out a photo of himself with a whole chicken in front of him. And at that point, he was already 11 chickens in and planned to do 30 days, but eventually upped it to 40. Okay. Since then, he's taken down one full chicken a day without a ton of fanfare, but slowly kept gaining followers on his Twitter account as he shared it each and every time. Last Friday, he posted a flyer inviting people to come and watch him eat his 40th bird. And dozens, if not hundreds, of people showed up. Really? Yes. It's become a bit of a big deal. And uh, the question, of course, is, well, why did you do that in the first place? And his answer, eh, just because. Right. Uh, he did some interviews. He says he basically just wanted to make people laugh while everything else in the world seems so crazy. So it was uh, almost like performance art. Uh, he claims it did get very difficult towards the end. Um he said at first he could put down a whole chicken in 20 minutes, but by the end it was taking him a couple of hours. Whoa. He also says it ravaged his body, and he actually lost 16 pounds. Really? And probably a lot of time on the can. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> by the end he felt like he'd been on the rotisserie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's 40 rotisserie chickens in 40 days. Lucky I want you to do 41. Yeah. <laughs> Get me some dipping sauce. Yeah. A, a nice ranch. <laughs> or a, uh, I know you're, uh, what is he, like a garlic parm. Oh, that'd be all right. Yeah. A Swiss Chalet dipping sauce with that. Uh, that is good. It's very good with that the rotisserie chicken. You know, one of the great things about the Chalet is when you order like an extra sauce or a large extra sauce, it basically comes like in a soup bowl. <laughs> a vat of oh, it. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, Vlasic is going to start selling... Pickle-scented candles. Oh, Lord. And I'm getting you a box full of them. <laughs> That's your Christmas gift this year. 
Uh, they say it actually looks just like the their jar of pickles, and you can't tell it's a candle until you look inside. Now, I I love pickles. Lucky hates them. I don't I don't know that I need my house smelling like dill. Right. Though. There's extremes. It's like the vagina candle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love a good vagina. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the vagina. I just don't need my house smelling like one. Do you work with anybody who's constantly passive-aggressive about stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Do we both just look at each uh-huh. other? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm sure we all do. Many people say uh, they do. And some examples of someone being passive-aggressive in the workplace include gossiping or talking behind someone's back, complaints and resentment, giving people the silent treatment, Oh my goodness. Being sarcastic in a mean way. Are <laughs> your ears burning right Being now? dishonest. <laughs> I can honestly say you and I are all of those things. We are both as guilty as the other. I will not take all the blame. We uh, probably need a little time on a therapist's couch. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it just happens. Certainly in every work environment I've been in, and I can't imagine it's any different anywhere else. People are always talking behind some co-worker's back or gossiping about something they've heard that somebody in the office did. We all complain. We all have resentments. Oh, yeah. And we're all very self-centered. Mm-hmm. Right? As, as much as we think, oh, it's all about the company and the success of it. Whatever. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> it's, how do I get through my day with the least interruptions from you? Some of the greatest acting of all time. Some, some uh, people are able to put on such an Oscar-winning performance that I have a hard time believing it. Uh, how good they are at it, is when you go to any company gathering and the owners or management stand up and, you know, give the roll call on how great everything is. Mm. And the people who stand and applaud and smile, they're the worst. (laughs) I sit with the group who can't roll our eyes into the back of our head farther. Because the reality is, and I don't know if management gets this or ownership knows this in most companies, Probably about 90% of your employees don't give a crap. Mm. They really don't care. Pay me and let me go home. I know this is your baby and it's your world. You put all your money into it. But most just want the paycheck and leave me alone. But on the flip side, one of the most common complaints is that I'm just treated like a paycheck or a number. But see, that's that selfishness. Exactly. We don't want to do more. We're quiet (laughs) quitting, but then we stomp around like a child. Yeah. And say, well, they don't don't even know me, recognize me. They don't understand the issues that I have going on outside of the workplace that affect my job here. Right. They just treat me like a number. And then you look around and say, hey... Just give me that check. Well, yeah. And and listen, honestly, I mean, I know it sounds uh, cold-hearted, but um, as adults with our big boy pants on, your problems at home are not your manager's problem. No. If you're if you're if you're really struggling with mental health or you're drinking too much or you're you're you know becoming addicted to something, uh, then certainly uh, management in any company. If they know of it or you turn to them, the HR department, whatever, they should be willing to help out in any way they can. But for many, it's it's not their problem until it becomes their problem. Right. 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 Until you become their problem. Yeah. But I, I think a lot of us do have a tough time, too, uh, separating 
our home life, our personal life, and our work life. In that, if I come into the office, and you know, in doing this job is, is a terrific example of that. You know, my home life and my personal life, much like everybody else's, has ups and downs, good days and bad. And, you know, it's not, I, this is shocking probably, but it's not all Pleasantville at the Ben Ranch 24-7. Shocking turn of events. I know. But they have to come in here and put a smile on and do the show, you know, and, uh, and, and carry on. There's other jobs where, yeah, say you're driving truck or it's a doing whatever, then, yeah, you're kind of on your own. And if you're in a, a, a down mood or you're not, you know, you just want to be quiet and, and not bothered, then you have that option. Because it could be that much more difficult, job. though, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, if, if there's chaos going around and you've got no one to kind of bounce it off yeah. of or rant to, yeah. that could be difficult as well. Yeah. It could be a good escape from it or it could be just kind of weigh on you. Yeah. It's always impressive, too, and, and I've worked at a few different places where, you know, the money is always a, a pain. Like, people are always complaining about not making enough. Even when you do make enough, you still complain that you're not making enough. But I've worked at a lot of places where, yeah, people aren't paid the best. And when management stands up and tells you about how great the year has been, yeah. <laughs> like, can, can you read the room? I showed up on a bicycle for a Christmas party. I mean, I remember working for a, like a, a major player, one of the big corporations in, in media, and they would post literally on the walls in the in the building, uh, like their quarterly. Uh, yeah. Reports, you Prof- know, profits. We made we made ten billion dollars in the last three months, and I'm making twelve bucks an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, wow, that's uh, that's uh, really not able to read a room very much. But then it's not about me; it's about the uh, shareholders and everybody else. So, anyhow, uh, I think that reading off that list of five passive aggressive office behaviors. I don't think there's anybody who doesn't fall under this. I think we're all guilty of it. The world population is about to hit 8 billion people. Wow. Nick Cannon, responsible. (laughs) Him and Elon Musk. (laughs) Speaking of Elon Musk, there's discussion because, of course, of him and Twitter and all the chaos around that right now. Firing people, calling them back. Uh, Of course, the check mark and having to pay for it. That's all uh, a big discussion and a headline these days. Um, but people were asked about social media overall and whether it's mostly good or mostly bad for us. And almost all asked, asked said uh, it's it's been really bad for us yet. All of those people who say it's been really bad also use it regularly and sometimes multiple times a day. So it's like alcohol. We know it's not good for us, but mm. we keep on consuming it. Right, yeah. Uh, and you can see certainly around the uh, the world, Canada, U.S., uh, politics really, it seems to be the one thing that has divided us, and social media has had a big hand in that uh, because we just can't. The one thing you were never supposed to speak about, or the few things you were never supposed to speak about, was politics, religion, and how much money you made. And we talk a lot now about politics and religion. And how much money. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily that we made, that others are making. Yeah. Uh, and so I would agree. I, I I think it's incredibly harmful. I think it was a, a terrific invention, and I think it was meant to do good. But we've seen in the history of the hu- uh, human race, uh, we never seem to be able to do good. We mostly do bad. Yeah, we've turned social media into anti-social media very, very quickly. Yeah. Or, you know, it, and it's 
you know, whatever you want to call them, the, the trolls or, or what the, the the bots, the ones mm-hmm. that just accounts that are they're based on creating chaos, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> just yep. that have a negative opinion of everything and just have to, you know, whether or not it's a person or it is a bot yeah. designed to do that. There are some people who just have to comment and, and you look at it and go, why? Mm. Why Why do you feel the need that you're, you know, because you have a platform to raise your voice now, you feel you must. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be anything. You know, I was watching something yesterday it, hey, because I guess I watch a lot of cooking things. Um, you know, I get this one guy who tends to be cooking everything on like a flat top. A lot of steaks and high-end stuff, right. but everything is doused in butter. Ooh, and, and it's and like, and you look at it, man. You look at the price of butter right now, and you think, boy, how expensive! It's already like a forty-dollar steak he's putting on there, mm. and he's putting it in about fifteen dollars of butter. Isn't but that look, isn't look, that the step in high-end restaurants anyhow to douse steaks in butter yeah, to finish? I think them? You can put some compound butters and stuff on it, but yeah. this guy is literally like putting a bowl of butter and dunking <laughs> the steak into it. Like I look at it and go, this is ridiculous. Right? Like someone's gonna die based on this recipe. Mm. Uh, and but I'm not gonna comment on that. Right. But there are those who look at it and, and they, they see something that doesn't even refer to them. It's a, absolutely inane, but they see it. They they, they feel, i just got to say something. Mm. And sometimes it's just because they're the type of people that like to stir stuff up. Mm. And others are just, they cannot stop themselves from commenting. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know that I, I, I'm not bothered by people sharing their opinions on something. If somebody says, hey, listen, that butter steak thing, it's you know, it can give you a heart attack or whatever their comment was, it can't be good for you. That's fine. You can share that opinion. Uh, what I what I don't like is the idea that somebody puts out there a, a false claim of something and so many people hop aboard it and believe that false claim. Of course. And yeah. that, that's really the major issue we have with social media now. You know, you look at, for example, and in the States, there's that uh, 2000 Mules movie or whatever it was that, you know, tried to show that the 2020 election was hijacked and stolen. It, th- that thing has been debunked many, many times. And yet people still just believe it because the problem with social media is we fall into our little bubbles. You know, like you just admitted to watching a lot of cooking things. Mm. So if in now that's kind of your world and you see it, in, in you know, it, it becomes everything to you and for so many because your social social world you know and and that's a problem because now all you're hearing about is steak and butter when there's veggies to be as well <laughs> that's right well and that's what the algorithms are designed to yeah. do right they're right. you know stir up posts that create reactions yeah whether it's you know the fire emoji or the angry emoji mm-hmm. they're that's exactly what they're designed to do is is to stir up more reactions and controversy. What I find interesting uh, sometimes about social media, too, is that we rely on it so heavily to the point where there's some who can't make a decision without going to social media first to ask sure. for recommendations on things, right? It, yep. That is, and, and you know, the, the, the term do your own research has been completely overplayed and to the point of annoying mm-hmm. now. But for some, that is their research, yeah. right? They, I want to buy a car, let me go on to Facebook and ask others for recommendations of what to or not what not to buy. 
and follow that. It's part of the humble brag, too. Some, sometimes. Either a Beamer or an Audi. What right. should I get? You know? <laughs> I tell you, if my children were young now, uh, outside of teaching them all the regular life lessons you need to teach them, I would be very big into promoting the use or non-use of social media. Right. I would say to them at every opportunity, stay off it. It's addictive. Like cigarettes and alcohol and bad food, it's no good for you. And I can tell you, as a parent, we see it. Right, yeah. but it's so difficult because that is that medium that everybody's doing. Yeah, no, right? I know. And we all had that, you know, whether it was music selections when we were a kid that our parents didn't like, but we wanted to listen to anyway. Yeah. TikTok has become has become that for so many. But you know what parents used to say too that a lot of parents don't now. No, <laughs> we've forgotten that word. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.